Hey team fans, got a sweet surprise. Last you heard of me on talking about the A team, I was with Jay, he was driving me to the airport, flying back from GP Calgary. And now I'm back, I'm reunited with one of the other original founding members of the A team. Someone I reached out before even talking to him because he guest starred on a Yo MTG Taps episode. That was the only reason I reached out to him. My man, Mr. Scotty Mack, how's it going, Scott? Good, KYT, thanks, man. Glad to be back. This I is uh, surreal, being back here in Montreal. Yeah. Now let's get straight to it. I think most people who wanna know, what have you been doing since you left the A-Team? Actually, that's, that's too long. It's been a while, it's been a long while. It's been a actually. long while, it's been a hot minute. I think we caught up on some of that, actually, when I did the guest star back when you had the less than stellar replacements for me. <laughs> true, true. But I, I think, I didn't realize it until recently, I didn't realize uh, at the time how much of a uh, salesman superstar you were when I first reached out to you. I thought your voice sounded great on the podcasting, but it then took me a while to know, like to meet you in person and then to be like, yeah, he's probably an elite salesperson. Like, like not, not just saying it, but even my wife, I'm talking to her, like, out of everyone we know, it's like, yeah, he was probably born. To, we've had that we've had that topic multiple times. Like, that guy, that guy can sell sell you some shit, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's true. I've, uh, that's what I've been doing a lot of. I've obviously been, uh, you know, working hard. I am in solution sales, so I do a lot of that. Um, yeah, I'm actually here on a conference. Is why it brought me here to Montreal. So I've been working like crazy, and... Still playing a ton of games. I just haven't been playing a lot of Magic. I've been playing some Arena. Arena seems like it's a hell of an interface, and I've been pretty excited by that. I've done a few drafts and stuff, and I still watch. Like I watch everything, right? So like I watch all the Mythic Championships, and I watch a lot of the content creators still that are out there. Like I'll when I'm gaming late myself, I'll put Caleb's stream on, or if I'm like you know crushing a bunch of stuff at home office, I'll put Kenji on. You know some of the old the old OGs that are just super good. Uh, I've been watching some of Reed, I've been watching some of Huey. Um, you know, so like I'm, I'm up to speed on everything that's going on, I think for the most part. Most of the drama that's been unfolding, obviously I'm still present on Twitter and stuff. So most of the drama that's unfolded, I've kind of got my handle on. Um, but yeah, like it's Modern Horizons set looks fucking gas. <laughs> this, this, it's like a fire waiting to happen as soon as the packs open up. I don't know, man, it's, it's pretty cool. It's cool stuff. You've been keeping tabs, but like after after you left the A team, you started a new show focused more on, I guess, comic books, other games, and movies. Yeah, it's just like geek culture as a whole. Yeah, right. So that ran for a while, and that ran for, crikey's, I think that ran for over fifty episodes, which was actually pretty good. It was called the Corner Table, and uh, that was myself, Jason, Dan, and James. We had a pretty good show, a lot of good camaraderie between the guys, and ultimately we just, again, as life happens, you get busy, and so we just kind of decided to end that one there and I haven't really picked up the podcasting mic since uh, I've been streaming a little bit here and there I'm starting to do a lot more of that now um, Twitch Sings came out and I think a couple people from the Magic community have kind of like filtered in based on my tweets and stuff uh, I've seen a lot of Jackie actually Jackie Tang he's been, he's been around and I love it man like karaoke Guitar Hero the vocal portion of Guitar Hero built into a streaming platform on Twitch and it's free it's so insane so, I've been doing a lot of that. Diablo 3, Anthem. Yes, Anthem. I think I don't think it's a little-known fact among our, our fans, but uh, I think you're... Not only do we think you're, you're the, 
you're clearly a salesman guy. You're, you're one of the best, if not the best singers among a group of friends. So it's it's like when Twitch, Twitch Sings came out, I just thought of you. You're going to kill it. It's so funny because everybody has said that is literally built for you. <laughs> it's like they were like, hey, Scott, let's reach into the bowels of your mind and pull out what would be the perfect thing that we could ever possibly make for one human being. It was Twitch Sings. <laughs> yeah. So I've been doing a lot of that. It's fun as hell, too. So do, do you think that uh, you've been less scaling back into magic because of these other games or because of work or other other stuff in your life? Honestly, I think a lot of it just is that it magic is such a deep and rich game that it's just totally all-consuming, right? I don't have the capacity to just do something sort of halfway, uh, and magic's not the type of game where you can just kind of like tip your toes in for a little while and jump out, unless right. you're doing stuff like literally casual drafting or booting up, you know, MTGO to draft Holiday Cube or something like that, right? And if that's how you're digesting magic, then that's cool, but I'm, like, way too competitive for that shit. Like, <laughs> I have fun. I have fun. I will still... People want to say, hey, let's get together. We'll bust some packs and have a friendly draft. I'm in. People want to go, hey, you know what? I'm I'm busting the cube out. Let's go. I'm in. Right? Like, that's that's totally me in how I'm digesting content. If somebody says, here's a commander deck, let's play. That's cool. I'm catching up on a lot of cards. There were some sets, like, I don't know every random card from Rivals of Ixalan, but, like, you know, a lot of the big stuff I'm familiar But you, you, you had the... When I first met you, I think you had a semi-regular commander night or something like that. that Did. Yep. And then everyone gets old. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then when you, like, stop... You know, doing it for a while, and then it's kind of tough to pick up. I have one guy. So Mo, you've met Mo. Yeah, I met Mo. He's great. He was he was at my he was uh, he was at my party as well. My big 40th birthday party. Yes, I'm old. Get over it. I'm old. Um, I'm dealing with it. So, but he has regular commander nights too, and he's still he's still that guy that has like one or two of literally every possible color combination commander deck. Um, so if I ever want to just be like, yo, you're running a night, shoot me a shoot me an invite. He totally, you know, I'd totally be welcome. To it. I just timing too, right? I mean, I'm doing a lot of travel for work, and a lot of what I'm trying to balance right now is just trying to handle all of that time away from like being home and like you know I'm still obviously trying to do everything I can with Lil and you know be as as present as I can. But like when you're traveling, you know, four or five days a week, or even if it's six days out of you know 14. That's stressful, right? So you kind of want to. There's a lot of things that get left on the back burner. Like my lawn is a foot tall right now. Like, no joke. No joke. Weather notwithstanding, like, lots of rain and shit, but, like, my, my lawn is brutal. So, when I get back, I'm sure I'm going to have a note on the door saying, like, from your neighbors, cut your fucking lawn, you miscreant or something, right? <laughs> so, I'm... Adulting is hard. Let, I actually, let's... Maybe our 18 listeners want you to chime in on the, on the controversial stuff news in the magic world. Now that you have... Keep, keep, keep these tabs in. Hey, it doesn't matter. No one's going to care. Uh, they're going to care if I say anything uh, too outrageous. But uh, well, let's start with something... Let's start with the softball. Like, the, the Yuya cheating thing. Like, one of the one of the heroes of magic... Was someone that... Uh, my friend, who I consider the one of the best, if not the best magic player in the world, Alexander Hain, he thought that Yuya was someone that he respected. And uh, that's when you know when someone's good. When, like, a pro that you know is good thinks think someone is like really good yeah he thinks the thing, same thing about uh, Shota Yasuoka or Yasuka still don't know how to pronounce his name Yasuoka <laughs> if coverage is to be to believe it's Yasuoka <laughs> yeah so what do you think about all this like this cheating so okay hot take no just it's not that hot it's actually you would never expect a hot take from Scotty 
so the truth is, um, when you take a really hard look at the evidence that's been presented, like all the pictures of the sleeves and how they were marked and all that stuff, I mean, like, it's pretty impossible to assume that that was done by accident. Right. Right? Right. And I think it was Ben Stark that made the comment, too, on Twitter, and he, he said something like, because it's not all four, you know it's not a setup, right? Like, if all four of the same thing were marked the same way, then you know that if somebody may have screwed him up. But if it's just three, you know that that's, like, the ultimate cheater level, the cognizant cheater. And the problem I have with this and what hurts me, right, is because every single one of our 18 Pro Tour drafts, like, Yui is top three pick slam every time, not close, right? Because he's the best, or was one of the best. So how can you continue to call him one of the best if you get nailed this hard on the cheating tip, man? Like, that's a stone-cold busted, and does it put into question, like, is this just the first time he did it and he got unlucky? Or is this the first time he got caught and all of... So I don't know. It's tough. Where there's smoke, there's fire tends to stand up in a lot of these situations. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I can tell you that it makes me sad. Um, I don't know if there's... I don't want to make you uncomfortable, but, you know... We, we had... No shame. <laughs> no shame. We've had Owen Literally on spoke to a stranger today. <laughs> oh, was, yeah. sitting, was sitting speaking to a stranger today, okay? And, uh, and she, she was reaching down to plug something in, um, or remove her plug, and it was next to my leg, and she bought my leg, and she said, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to touch you. And I kind of got us talking, and I'm like, oh, no, it's totally fine, not a problem. And I said, I, I have no shame and no personal space, so, yeah. <laughs> to a stranger, let alone the podcast full of fans. All right. So, um, so o- Owen, Owen was on the show, and uh, Jay... Jay was a huge fan of his um, and, and got to meet him at a GP. I'm a, huge, I'm a huge Owen fan. You were a huge Look, man, huge Owen fan. The amount of times that we went out and we would go and we'd hang out with Huey Reed and, and Owen and, and all the other crew, Brian and friggin' Sam and all those guys, like, so much fun, right? And I'm really disappointed that all of it came out. I think that the way that a lot of it was handled was terrible on all sides. Like, Watsy's cryptic silence is abysmal, right? I know it kind of puts him in a bad situation to try to say something, but at the same time not saying something makes it worse. Um, I do not fault... Like, I, I don't blame Huey and Reed for their reactions. I think the way that they handled it was great, which is completely like refusing to acknowledge anything and I think that's what you do in that situation if you're them um, I think that there's a lot of issues with people that get on the internet is a terrible place like just terrible place and the social aspects of people just attacking and um, Owen oh, and whether it's merited or not but like some rando in fucking Idaho sending a tweet to Owen telling him to die in a fire because he's a terrible human being Owen's never seen that guy, never met that guy. He has no idea what's going on. Stay in your lane, fuck. Right? So, like, I have a lot of issues with that. And I think that anytime you get into a situation that's that big, that's an issue. Now, I know that there's a lot of... I I did kind of look at some of the tweets that are on the other side that were, you know, leading the charge on that front. And, and I mean, very clearly there was evidence that was presented. Uh, and in the light of the Me Too movement, I mean, that kind of started just as we were start, just as we sort of started to break, break away from the podcast. 
dude, man, you can't be too careful these days, right? Like, you really have to be careful. The internet's written in ink. Everything is suspect for review. You need to be really careful. And I think that whether something was taken inappropriately is shitty, but it's a sign of the times, I think. So... Um, if you're asking me, do I think something happened? I think something obviously happened. Do I think something that happened maybe if taken out of context? We'll never know. Right, right. right. We'll never know to what degree something happened. And clearly people have communicated the fact that it made them upset and it made them feel uncomfortable, and I get that. But... The timing is interesting, considering I think I've heard rumors for well before this, this broke through. And, um, and then it happened the eve of the biggest tournament ever, the Mythic Invitational. Um, I just want you to comment on one thing. We're like, a lot of Twitter people, they just want to want either comment on it, and are they just doing it? Do people deserve to know, or are people doing it just because of their own curiosity? They just want to satisfy their own curiosity. People want to satisfy their own curiosity, and they don't understand that as a company, Watsi actually can't say anything, because if they do say something, so at that time specifically, right? So they had enough proof that they decided they could take action. And the action that they took was based on terms that exist within the MPL contracts for, you know, behavior, etc. Okay, so that's that's where they acted on problem is, is that if they say too much about it, or people speak when they don't know the full story, or speak with too much bias, they're actually all suspect, especially because it's in the US. There's like a million lawsuits that could just fly out. In Canada, that shit wouldn't fly. But in the US, forget about it. Right? You say one thing wrong, and all of a sudden you've got a $25,000 libel suit up your ass? Forget that shit. No thanks. I'm out. So, that's why I feel safe here in Montreal, you know, to say whatever I want. Extradite me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put on some non uh, magic stuff. Like you, you had a stream. You, you had momentum. You were invited to the community cup because you were you were putting your out self out there. You were streaming. You were making connections with people. I went to the community cup. Yeah, yeah. And I was tied with a three-way tie for best performance on that team with Tom Ross and Paul Chion. Help dominate that community cup. Make sure you get it right. All right, you, you help dominate for the history. Um, and I don't know if if you had stopped because uh, I think we, we talked about work balance. I don't know if that ultimately led to the decline or downfall. Downfall sounds like such a strong word. No, it is. Uh, legit, it is. Yeah. And I think we're we're at a point where I, I'm, I'm just curious. Would there be a point? Because to me, for you to want to become. I always felt like with your job and knowing about how ball you are, it's not like you need to have a hobby where you need to monetize something. It Correct. Seems, right. So it just doesn't seem like you need this sort of strategy, sort of like me. Like, I have to justify this, this extra time uh, that I'm doing. I have to think of long-term how to monetize, obviously, without being super greedy, because yeah. that's not, not how I am, but there has to be some sort of strategy. So would we ever see you in a... In a capacity of, uh, in, in some way, like, building your brand again in, in some other way? So, like, I don't think that I'm ever going to go back to streaming three to four nights a week. I just I just don't think it's possible. And, and I have a lot of friends that are really trying to do that, and they're hard in the pain on it. And, and I think that ultimately, it's, I'm not able to do that. Right? Physically? Not physically. <laughs> Fuck, I can still 28-hour stream with the best of them. You shut your damn mouth, kid. The problem is, is that I, I'm, like, I'm not reliably home. 
right? I mean, for the same issues that I was complaining about earlier, like my lawn's a foot tall, how can I yeah. stick to any sort of stream schedule with any sort of regularity? And nowadays, the, the medium is so saturated that if you're not doing that consistently, regularly, and with an expectation, dude, you're dead in the water. Like, unless you're some sort of, like, crazy famous person, like... Like, David Williams decides randomly to stream poker on Poker Stars on a Sunday night, and he's pulling in 50k easy without even thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Whereas, like, I decide, oh, I'm, I'm going to fire up the stream, you know, feeling cute, might stream later, you know? And, and what am I getting? I'm getting, like, 13 people maybe watching me, which, by the way, is pretty good compared to a lot of others out there that are, like, two viewers going, yeah, everybody, I love you. But, come on. It's not nearly the friggin' 350 I was pulling in, you know, before. But I mean, that's that's a sign of the times, and it's a sign. And and again, you change your you change what you're known for. Variety right. streamers have it harder these days. So so do you have that competitive itch to to put your name on anything these days, or uh, you're good? No, I'm I'm okay right now. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm 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 pretty happy with with like the way things are going. I'm I'm working on I'm working on trying to break into the Twitch Things community a little bit. There's an amazing community of people over there, and they are just like unbelievable singers, super cool people. So I've been doing a lot of that, and just by the way that the the app works, there's a lot of that sort of community building and completing duets with people, etc. So so I've been doing a lot of that. Uh, there is a competition that comes up every week for that, and I'm thinking I might might throw my hat in that ring in a couple weeks once my travel schedule settles down a little bit, and just kind of see what happens there, but. I've been trying to do musical Mondays, um, so every Monday I'm trying to stream on Twitch, but obviously this is Monday tonight, and I'm not streaming on Twitch, I'm recording a podcast with you, because I'm in Montreal and not in front of my computer. But I did set the studio up again in, inside the in, inside the office. I so. was pleasantly surprised, because I, I was like, man, Scott, Scott's so good, like, I always think you're good. It's not like I'm trying to be friendly. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, you, did you try out for Idol? I'm pleasantly surprised at, at your 40 if you told me that you did and you did. almost made a TV did. cut. Yeah, second, yeah, exactly. Second season, second season of Canadian Idol. I went and I spent 24 hours in line and went and did. And it happened to actually fall on my birthday that year, my 23rd. And uh, I made top top 10% of TO auditions. What made you it not want to go it again? It may even have been season three. Why didn't you try again the next year? Uh, I just didn't. I just had an... Oh, you know why? No, I'm sorry. They stopped? I tried out for season three in Canadian Idol, and that was the last year that they did it. That's what it was. And then they stopped Canadian Idol, and I'm like, I'm not shipping myself down to friggin' U.S. for that nonsense. <laughs> Screw that. You would have had a shot. I think you would have had a shot. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I was in really good shape, too. I mean, you saw the picture of me. I was fit as, fit as a fiddle, man. Yeah. Yeah. That was stylish back then. So, uh, what's next? Uh, Gen Con, right? You're excited about I that? I am. I'm super stoked about Gen Con. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. Going down there, I'm rooming with Jason. And uh, so I'm going down to basically play a crap ton of Pathfinder. So I've been streaming that on Wednesday nights pretty religiously. Uh, so we're going to play a crap ton of Pathfinder. I'll probably play some random magic formats, cubes, and whatever else is going on. But I'm super stoked. I've been trying to get to Gen Con for like five years running, and this is the year it's finally going to happen. And oh, you've I, never I been? Never okay. been. Okay, neither have I, but I thought, I thought you've always made plans. Or tried I've to. always tried to make plans, but right. they always fall through because the last minute, like, how much does it cost to go? You know? And it, so I just, I'm really, really pleased now that I'm able to go, and I'm going to, I got the time off approved, and I'm, I'm gone, and... It's going to be a blast. And then I'm also going to fly out to Delaware, or I'm going to ride back down to Delaware afterwards, 
and then go and visit some friends out there and uh, have a good time. So I'm pretty stoked. So these Pathfinder streams, it's not like, well, you don't really care how many viewers there are. I, I literally don't. No, ha so there's a few, there's like a select few of my friends that sort of are casually into Pathfinder, and they don't really, they don't really care about the game so much as the story that we're telling. Right. And so I'm saving all of these clips and posting them in my YouTube channel for posterity and history's sake. And the way that we're doing it too is like, there's a lot of moments where there's independent character and DM discussions. And so what happens is, because I'm streaming it, I get pulled into the stream, or pulled into that, that room, and half the party can't actually hear what's going on. So I just take off my headphones, and I sit and wait for when they move back into the, the actual main room, and then I put them back on and listen. But because I'm streaming it, I get to go back and watch all the stuff that happens afterwards, and it's pretty exciting stuff. So I, I'm enjoying it a lot. It's honest, Critical Role is, has been outstanding. It's really just motivated me more and more. Every just since I watched Critical Role, I'm like, I need to play. Like, I need to play tabletop games because I miss it. So what I, it's all I did in my high school years. So that's the biggest highlight for you at Gen Con, being able to play Pathfinder. Yeah, be, yeah, and we'll probably take a, I'll probably check out Glass Cannon podcast because those guys are hilarious. Uh, they play Pathfinder specifically, whereas the Critical Role plays the Fifth Edition Dungeons and Dragons. So I'm pro all the tickets are sold out for Critical Role. I'm not going to be able to make that. Probably catch Glass Cannon. It may stand in line for some autographs and stuff from Critical Role. It might be cool. We'll see how it goes. So let's have, summarize what, what you've been playing. So Pathfinder, yep. Diablo 3. Yeah, only this season, though, because the Legacy of Nightmare set is pretty gas, and we've got all, <laughs> all our friends back together. The band's back together playing, so that's cool. I've been playing, I, when Anthem released, I played it solid. I have about 300 hours logged into Anthem. The game's only been out three months. Um, and last month, I didn't play it all, so what does that tell you? Do the math. Um, so I played a lot of that. Twitch things I've been playing a lot of, and DC Legends Mobile still. Just finally made the permanent officer slot on my uh, alliance. So I'm pretty excited. <laughs> it's actually funny because you know who else runs my alliance? Who? Daniel Pham. Oh, wow. Yep. Very, very long time. You got it. Contributor to Mad and Deprived. Yep. So, so he runs it, and uh, and I'm in there with him, and uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, what else did I want to? I, I think that that's about it. I think that sums about it, and. Uh, we might do another one this week. I don't know. Yeah. We want to hear, want to ask other questions. Want to hear Scott talk about more controversial you know what you shit. Do? Since I have like nothing to do on Friday, you should post this quickly yeah. and say submit to me a list of questions and I'll I'll answer them all live. I'll AMA all of them, <laughs> like no fear. <laughs> and we'll record it on Friday and put it up. That'll be fun. Rank. Except I promise beer. Rank. Oh, does it put you on the spot? Rank your favorite eighteen members all time. <laughs> all time. Um, favorite eighteen members all time. Wait, wait. You weren't you weren't on when? So we can't count Mendoza. He was technically. After. I was on an episode with Mendoza. I'm putting him on the list. Okay. I mean, I guess he'll be last, but okay. He'll be ahead. last. <laughs> Shocker, he's last. Okay. So if I had to think about a list here uh, of all time. From the bottom is Mendoza. Uh, then it's... Um, I love him, but it's got to be Jer after that. Just because he was there the least. And then it's probably... Then it's probably Medina. And it's probably going to be... Uh, after Medina, it'll be you. And i got to pick Jay first, because he's the best man in the world. Yeah, of course, so of course. you got to do it. All right, well... we'll we'll talk to you again uh, on friday we'll, we'll hear from us Let's sounds end this. good